0: Mark chapter fourteen. Oh, well, it's great to be in God's house this morning, isn't it? Amen. <clears throat> and great to see a crowd today. Uh, tell you what, folks wanting to come out and and uh, meet with the Lord, read God's word together, sing together, and, and uh, worship Him. Uh, it's wonderful. I can't think of anything I'd rather do on the Lord's Day than to be in God's house. And by the way, I can't think of anything I'd rather do on an evening Lord's Day than to be in God's house. Uh, how about a Monday night, a Tuesday night, and Wednesday night? Can I hear an amen? amen. <laughs> all right, amen. look forward to seeing you each and every night, if at all possible. And we'll just trust that the Lord will speak to our hearts and give us what we need. Mark chapter 14. If you have your place in the Scriptures and are able, would you stand with me for the reading of God's Word? Mark 14, and we'll begin in the first verse. After two days was the feast of the Passover of unleavened bread, and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by craft and put him to death. But they said, Not on feast day, lest there be an uproar of the people. And being in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, he sat at meat. There came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment, of spikenard, very precious, And she break the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, Why was this waste of the ointment made? By the way, when you give to missions, some will have indignation with themselves and say, What are you wasting your money for? You're using it for the Lord, amen? Uh, Go on verse 5. For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. And Jesus said, Let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will, ye may do them good, but me ye have not always. She hath done what she could. She is come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. verily I say unto you, where wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. Uh, did you did you catch that? I mean, uh, she <clears throat> she broke that box of alabaster ointment uh, uh, for the for the Lord to anoint him, and, and then uh, uh, he, he he says, leave her alone. She's she's done what she could. She she has done what she could. And and I I want you to notice verse 9 again. Look look at it. Think with me here. Uh, Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. Now, the purpose of this conference is to stir our hearts to do what we can, amen? She did what, we, what she could to do what we can to see that the gospel is preached throughout the whole world. Now, ironically, uh, this morning, most of the world knows nothing of what this dear lady did for her Savior. And he says this, this message, what she has done is going is to be proclaimed throughout the whole world. Everywhere the gospel is preached. Now you and I have a responsibility to take the gospel to the whole world so they too can hear what this lady did. She did what she could. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be in your house this morning. Now, God, I would ask that you'd uh, speak to each and every heart here today. Uh, Lord, help us. Uh, we need to hear from heaven. And God, uh, these, these folks, uh, they came to hear from you. And uh, Lord, I, I pray you'd speak through me today. And Lord, I need you. I beg of you to help me. I just want to be a blessing to these folks. And we'll thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. May you be seated. Now, I want to challenge you today to do what you can in the area of missions. She did what she could. Let's make sure that we do, you and I, that every, every one of us do what we can for the cause of Christ around the world. On May 30th, 1792, William Carey preached his famous sermon from Isaiah 54, verse 2 and 3. I think we'll t- take a moment. This is not the message, but I think we'll take a moment and read, that, uh, read those verses. Go with me to Isaiah 54. 54. Isaiah 54. And we'll look at the, the, uh, the text that William Carey used back in 1792. Isaiah 54, verse 2 and 3. For he shall grow up before him as a tender... Oh, I in mean 53, I'm sorry. 54, here we go. Uh, <clears throat> Enlarge the place of thy tent... And let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Now, Brother Carey summed up his message with these two important statements. Expect great things from God, and number two, attempt great things for God. This led to the formation of the Baptist Missionary Society and Carey, at the age of 33, proved his sincerity by volunteering to be its first messenger to the heathen. Andrew Fuller had said, There's a gold mine in India, but it seems deep as the center of the earth. Who will venture to explore it? I will go down, responded William Carey, in words never to be forgotten. But remember that you must hold the rope. On June 13th, 1793, William Carey left for India with his wife and their four children for 40 years of unbroken missionary service. Now, now, did you did you get that? Uh, uh, William Carey preached this this great message, and, and he, he says expect great things from God and attempt great things for God. I, I would hope that that you and I would say Amen to that. That I, I'm going to expect. Oh boy, God that's done so. Much. We can we can uh, by experience expect great things from God because we know what He's done in our lives already. Amen. Uh, but then we need to attempt great things for God. And, and, and after preaching that message, uh, Andrew Fulton got up and says, hey, hey, there's a gold mine in India. I mean, there are untold numbers of souls that need to be saved in India. Who'll go? Who'll go to India and preach the gospel and reach those folks? Well, uh, William, William Carey says, hey, uh, boy, he, was, he just got done preaching, you know, and, and God spoke to his heart, and he says, I'll go! I'll go to India. But I can't go by myself. Somebody's got to hold the rope. You must hold the rope. And, uh, and, he, and he went. And he accomplished tremendous things for God. He did, he did what he could. But by the way, so did Andrew Fuller in, in holding the rope. History tells us that he held the rope. Andrew Fuller held the rope until the day he died. Eighty-seven years, by the way, after uh, Kerry left for the field, it was said that there were not less than 350,000 native Christians in India. You see, as they teamed together, and Carey went to India, and Fuller held the rope, <coughs> uh, 350,000, uh, and, and that's just a start. I mean, you know, how, you know how it goes. You tell somebody about Jesus, they tell somebody else. And, and oh, my, well, I can't imagine how many folks were, were saved as a result of, of uh, those two men working together, teaming together to reach India for Christ. Title of the message this morning, Do What You Can to Hold the Rope. Do what you can to hold the ropes. Now, the theme of your missions conference is throw out the lifeline. Amen? Throw out the lifeline uh, but I want to challenge you this morning uh, when you throw it out hang on amen uh, throw it out but then but then hang on to the other side for the glory of God uh, hold on uh, to the the the, the rope uh, I, I mean hey uh, I, I would love to see somebody surrender to be a missionary I, I, I think that would that would be tremendous if somebody in this congregation uh, maybe a couple uh, would say you know what I believe God would have me to be a missionary maybe to India maybe uh, and, uh, Maybe to Canada, to Mexico, to England, Japan, wherever wherever God might lead. I think that'd be a wonderful thing. Maybe even a missionary helper. It's a tremendous thing when somebody goes and works alongside a missionary and encourages them. And that'd be that'd be great. But at the very least, hold the rope for those who go. Somebody's got to get a hold of the rope and hang on and say, "I'll hold the rope for those that go." Hey, we can't all go. Not not every one of us can go to various parts of the world. But we can all grab a hold of the rope so they're not alone. You see? And so they can accomplish what God's put on their hearts to accomplish. Now, <clears throat> uh, holding a rope uh, requires no special ability, no special training. Grab a hold of that for me. Hey, good job. Stand up so they can see you. Look at, I mean, he's, he's holding on. He, he's holding pretty tight too. Praise God! You see, anybody can do it. Thanks. I, I mean, anybody can get a hold of the rope. Hey, you fellows, grab a hold. Here, let's just let's just lay it across here. Every one of us grab it, All right, every one of you, grab a hold of that rope. All right. Now, now, see, see what a team what a team does when you get a bunch of folks holding. I mean, I'd I pull them off their chairs, but they'd I'd, I'd go flying flat on my face. That wouldn't be wise. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, see, <clears throat> don't take anything special. It just takes somebody willing. And they didn't know I was going to do that. But you know, they were willing. They reached out and said, OK, I'll, I'll grab the rope, I, I, can, I can do that. I can do that. If the preacher needs me to grab the rope, I can do that. Hey, by the way, the preacher needs you to grab the rope. This preacher needs you to grab the rope. Uh, that dear lady, we, we, Jennifer was her name, I believe. Uh, she, needs, she needs you to, to grab the rope. Amen. Uh, this, this couple back here, uh, they, need, they need you to, to grab the rope. Uh, I, I mean, anybody, anybody can do it. And it's an important, such an important job. Now, holding the rope, uh, you can find that life-changing concept throughout the Bible, throughout the Word of God. Uh, why don't we go to Joshua chapter 2, Joshua 2, Joshua 2, in verse 1, and Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go, view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came, into an harlot's house named Rahab, and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came in men hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come unto thee, which are entered into thy house, for they uh, they become to search out the country. Well, drop down with me to verse 12. Now therefore I pray you swear unto me, this is Rahab talking to those spies, Therefore I pray unto you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that ye will also show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token, and that ye will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have to deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her, Our life for yours, if ye utter not this our business. And it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Then, notice verse 15, she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall hey <clears throat> Rahab held the rope amen. Uh, I got to thinking about that and I, and I, and I doubt that, that Rahab just held on like that you know and, and those spies went down but maybe she tied it off onto something uh, there in the house and, and, uh, and used that rope to get those men to safety and, and look how look how God used her and look uh, I mean here as you, as you look on if you were, if you were to follow the, the theme throughout God's word you find that Rahab ends up marrying an Israelite and is actually in the lineage of Christ glory to God uh, why because 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 she held the rope for the glory of God. Go with me to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel 19. Verse 11. Saul also sent messengers unto David's house. Remember, Saul didn't like David too well. To watch him and to slay him in the morning. And Michael, David's wife, told him, saying, If thou save not thy life tonight, tomorrow thou shalt be slain. So Michael let David down through a window, and he went and fled and escaped. I wonder what Michael used to let David down through the window. Amen. I believe she held the rope for the glory of God. And the, the sweet psalmist of Israel's life was spared that night because someone held the rope. Go with me to Jeremiah 38. Jeremiah. Verse 38. Or chapter 38, I'm sorry. Jeremiah 38 and verse 6. Then took they Jeremiah, they didn't like Jeremiah, and cast him into the dungeon of Malchiah the son of Hamelech that was in the court of the prison. And notice, they let down Jeremiah with cords, and in the dungeon there was no, no water but mire. So Jeremiah sunk in the mire. Now, they didn't like Jeremiah's message. They got a hold of the rope. But make sure when you grab a hold of the rope, you grab a hold for good, not for evil. Uh, some folks, some folks, you take a good principle and, and they'll, they'll they'll mess it up. They'll 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 destroy it. They'll make it ugly. Uh, you, I want to challenge you. you. You you hold hold the rope for your preacher. Hold hold the rope for him on a regular basis. He 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 needs you behind him. Uh, don't go lower him in the mire that, that's what they did to the preacher in their day they says ah we don't we don't like the preacher we're going to get rid of him <laughs> no, no you, you use, use the use rope use the rope for good not evil and now uh let's move on verse uh verse seven isaiah uh, 38 and verse seven now when Melech, the ethiopian one of the king, one of the eunuchs which was in the king's house heard that they had put jeremiah in the dungeon the king sitting in the gate of benjamin Ebed-Melech went forth out of the king's house and spake to the king, saying, My lord the king, these men have done evil in all that they have done to Jeremiah the prophet, whom they have cast into the dungeon. And he is like to die for hunger in the place where he is, for there is no more bread in the city. Then the king commanded Ebed-Melech the Ethiopian, saying, Take from hence thirty men with thee, and take up Jeremiah out of the dungeon before he die. So Ebed-Melech took the men with him, and went into the house of the king under the treasury and took thence old cast clots and old rotten rags and let them down by cords into the dungeon to Jeremiah. And Ebed-Melech the Ethiopian said unto Jeremiah, Put now these old cast clots and rotten rags under thine armholes and under the cords. And Jeremiah did so. So they drew up Jeremiah with cords and took him out of the dungeon and Jeremiah re- remained in the court of the prison. Now... <clears throat> Uh, hey, they, they, got a, they 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 got used the ropes, they held the ropes and, and pulled Jeremiah back to safety. Amen? Glory to God. Right, let's look at another one over in, in Mark, in the Gospel of Mark. Thank God for Ebed-Melech, right? There ought to be some Ebed-Melechs here. You see, you see uh, uh, a missionary in need, you see a, uh, see a preacher uh, in need, say, hey, you know, I, I'm going to stand up for my preacher. I, I hope you will. I hope, I hope this church is full of Ebed-Melech's. I hope your names are a little easier than his, but <laughs> all right. <laughs> Mark, and chapter 2, <clears throat> and uh, verse 1. And again, he entered into Capernaum, this was, of course, Jesus, after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born afore. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed where the sick of the palsy lay. Hey, this this man sick of the palsy. Uh, he was he was he was born a four. Four people got a hold of that man and they carried him uh, carried him to Jesus and uh, uh, Jesus f- forgave his sins and healed him. Amen. Uh, but but these four men they couldn't they couldn't get in. They couldn't get in through the door. There, there was such a crowd of people to hear Jesus. Oh, would to God there was such a crowd of folks come to hear from Jesus on a Sunday morning that you couldn't get in the door. Oh, would to God we'd see those days again, glory to God. Uh, but they, they couldn't get in, they couldn't get in the door. And so these, these four men says, this man's got to see Jesus. He's got to get to Jesus. Hey, that's the condition of this lost world. That's the condition of your neighbors, by the way. That's the condition of that, that little girl that, that takes your money when you pump gas in your car. That's the condition of the world around us. That's the condition in every country around this, this great globe. Uh, they need to get to Jesus. These, these four men, uh, they got a hold of a rope. Each one got a rope, and they lowered that man down to see Jesus. And, and oh boy, what Jesus did for that man! Amen. Glory to God. Uh, the, the four men, hey, uh, four partnered, four men partnered together to bring one, bring one to Christ. Your faith promise offering may not support a missionary. By itself, but hey, if you partner together, as you partner together with with your church family, many missionaries are supported. You see, Uh, none none of these men could single handedly get that man to Jesus. Uh, It 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 took everyone to. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if 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 there's four of them there up up on the roof, and each one's got a hold of the rope and says, "Uh, "Something came up. I got I got to run, guys." I, I don't. I don't have the money to invest right now. I'm busy. I, I mean, you know. Hey, I'd, I'd come. I'd come for the evening services, but I, I got. I got something else going on. That bed would have tipped, and that man would have fell out. No, it took four working together. It takes unity to reach the world. It takes unity. It takes people working working together. Uh, by the way, it took thirty men to pull Jeremiah out of the dungeon. 30 men working together to get him up out of the dungeon. You may not be able to personally support another missionary and say, oh, I'd love to see our church take on more missionaries. You may may not be able to do it. But if if each one grabs a hold of the rope, you might be able to take on three or four more new new missionaries. You see, by everybody, everybody hanging on and doing what they can for the glory of God. Let's go to Acts chapter 9. Acts 9. Acts 9, verse 23. And after many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill him, but their laying a weight was known as Saul, and they watched the gates day and night to kill him. <clears throat> then the disciples took him by night and let him down the wall in a basket. <laughs> Amen. The disciples saved the apostle Paul's life, held on to the ropes and saved that man's life and oh what a blessing the apostle paul is to us every day amen i mean what a blessing he is uh, a missionary took the gospel to the gentile and glory to god because of the apostle paul you and i are here to testify of god's grace in our lives amen hey <clears throat> these these men or ladies uh, that, that that held ropes in the word of god uh, they weren't they weren't great great men they weren't they weren't mighty they were they weren't, they, weren't rich. they were just they were just common folk like you and i but but they did what they could they did what they could they couldn't do much they had they had maybe had had very limited ability i mean rahab was a harlot but she did what she could jesus said <clears throat> she hath done what she could again i ask what will you do Oh, or or, or, or what, what, what can you do? What, what, will you, what will you do for missions this coming year? Just like in William Carey's day, there are gold mines all over the world. Scores of missionaries like William Carey desire to explore those mines, but few, it seems, are willing to hold uh, the financial rope or the ropes of prayer. Few are willing to grab a hold and say, I'll be faithful. I'll, I'll be faithful back home. I'll hold the rope so you can go. Few are, are willing to just get a hold of the rope for the glory of God <clears throat> so these missionaries can go. I, I, I guarantee you, your, your pastor, he hasn't told me, but, but I, I, know how, I know how good. He no doubt gets a, gets a call on the average, at least one a week, from a missionary uh, wanting to get to the field. I need your help. I need some support, either to get to the field or get back to the field. I need to increase my support. I, I mean, there are missionaries all over that are, that are de- desiring and, and would love to get to the field, get where God has called them, but nobody's willing to hold the ropes. And so they wait. And, and you know, I remember, I remember a few years ago, it seemed like it took a missionary on the average about three years to get to the field. I believe the average is closer to about five now. And, by the way, I don't believe we have quite as many missionaries as we had several years ago there are less people surrendering but it's still taking them longer what's that tell you what's that tell you we got a problem back home we got a problem you see uh, folks aren't aren't willing to hang on to the rope folks aren't willing to do what they can somebody somebody's got to care somebody's somebody's got to care the there's a world dying without christ somebody's got to care through the quiet streets of a fishing village that lay at the mouth of a turbulent river. A cry rang out, Boy overboard! Quickly a crowd gathered and anxious eyes looked out over the rushing water to see the figure of of the drowning boy. Every anxious mother's heart cried, Is it my boy? A rope was brought. And the strongest swimmer in the village volunteered to rescue the drowning lad. Tying one end of the rope around his waist, he threw the other end into the crowd and plunged into the raging waters. Eagerly, everyone watched the swimmer, breast the tide with strong, sure strokes, and cheering cheer went up when he reached the boy, and he grasped him safely in his powerful arms. Pull in the rope! Pull in the rope! He cried. I've been shouting, uh, uh, pull in the rope! The villagers looked around from one to another. Who's holding the rope? they asked. No one was holding the rope. In the excitement of watching the rescue, the end of the rope had slipped into the water and disappeared. Powerless to help, they watched not one, but two precious lives go down because no one made it their business to hold the shore end of the rope. Hey, that brave swimmer did what he could, amen, but no one held the rope. Hey, I'm telling you what, he, he, he says, you know what? Grab that rope. I'll tie it around my waist and I'll go. And he jumped in and swam to, to, to and, and then he crawls out, calls out, grab the rope. Hey, every rope has two ends. I beg of you. Grab one end or the other. Grab one. Hey, if you want to you want to say, I'll take the missionary in and, and I'll go. I'll go to the mission field. Well glory to God. Grab that end and go. But the rest of us, hey, let's grab a hold of the end that that missionary depends on. Hey, and, and somebody's got to get a hold. Everybody, everybody ought to grab the rope. Grab one end of the other and don't let go for the glory of God. Well, I praise God for each one of you that's already holding the rope. Many of you, faithful hold, faithfully. I mean week after week after week. Year after year, you, you faithfully hold the financial rope. and You hold the financial rope that helps keep our ministry going. And, and, and many of you hold the, hold the ropes of prayer that, that keep our ministry going. I don't want to embarrass him, but there's one man in your church that calls me every week to pray with me that God would bless our ministry and use me for the glory of God. There are some folks here that's got the concept down. They've got it down real good. I'm telling you here tonight, this morning, I'm telling you, we couldn't do it without you. We couldn't do it without you. Now, I beg of you. You got the rope? Hang on tight. Don't let go. Maybe you've just been watching that rope bounce around on the floor, and you've not gotten a hold yet. It should be a good time to do it. Hey, we're talking about throwing out the lifeline. But you've got to hang on. You've got to hang on to the rope. Keep it up. Hang on tight. And don't let go. Could we stand with heads bowed, please? Heads bowed, eyes closed.